When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice-cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Just like that, Jim Monas, Aaron Rodgers is no longer a Green Bay Packer. After 15 seasons as the starter, 18 seasons with the team, he is moving on to the New York Jets. It's officially official, and we're going to get into everything here on the podcast, an emergency podcast, if you will. Uh, We were going to record this earlier in the morning, had to get a column done, and it's, you know, general chaos with a couple kids running around, but we're, we're good to go now. Jim, how in the hell are you? Good, Tyler. Uh, always tough when the, some sickness, some kids, we all deal with it. But Aaron Rodgers is always here for us, just when we need him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the metaphor is there. I mean, we're all dealing with this vicious stomach bug working its way family member to family member and, you know, I guess uh, in, in some sense, a virus is moving from Northeast Wisconsin to New Jersey. Is is that what we're going for here? It's all right. I know Rex Ryan is declaring the Jets Super Bowl contenders, orange spray tan and all on NFL Live or get up, you know, it's a glorious day for Greenberg and company. And the odds are going to bear that out. I mean, you've seen the Vegas odds for a while that the Jets are Super Bowl contenders with Aaron Rodgers. But it came at a steep price. I, I am honestly floored by the haul that Brian Gudikins got here. So they flip first rounders this year, a 15th overall for a 13th overall. They get the Jets high second round pick. I believe they flip fifth and sixth rounders this year. And then they get the conditional pick in 2024, a second round pick at worst and a first round pick at best. If Aaron Rodgers plays 65 percent of the snaps which is likely I mean if he doesn't it's just because he suffered an injury or the season fell apart and they're throwing Zach Wilson in there um, it's it's a haul I mean especially when you consider what Ted Thompson got for Brett Favre 15 years ago right a second round pick um, this is a historic haul for the Packers I, I'm I'm shocked that they got this much were you shocked yeah Anytime, no, let me take that back. Not shocked. I think what I am shocked is officially how bad Zach Wilson must be. Like when you do see what the Jets ended up parting with, once again now they have, I feel like now they are kind of in that all-in mode where it needs to happen this year. I, I This will get into this. I don't know how long Aaron Rodgers, what you see, how long you see him playing. I can't imagine more than a year or two. I mean, if this year goes, we'll get into this. Well, uh, let's remind, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, how long we we think his career is going to go. But for the Jets giving up what they gave up 
tells you it's it's coming from top down. Let's get them. Let's get it done. We believe in this team, this coach. We missed on Wilson. If this is the case, if this is the team we were going to put around the quarterback we thought was going to be our guy, Zach Wilson, now we're getting a, you know, now we're getting the best. So let's, I misspoke too. It was, a, all it was a third round pick that they got for Favre. A third. It, this is all in. Like this is an all in to me. This is an all in approach. Because let's take it right to where we were going to go with this. Because why I believe it's all in. Rogers is here for a year or two. And this thing's a wrap. Because at that point, you know, I, I don't know. I, Brady's Brady's was, you know, they weren't. We talked about that year they won the Super Bowl, but it wasn't like that easy of a season for Tampa. It took it took them until the playoffs to kind of click a little bit. And we all remember the playoffs where just like every team, you're always going to get some breaks along the way. But the Jets are going to – this is the AFC. And I've talked about this before. Yes, I think Aaron Rodgers is still good enough to win the Super Bowl talent-wise. I think that every year with Aaron Rodgers and every year – he continues to do what he does and bow out in the first round, have a strange offseason. And now it's like, how, how can you sit there and think he is going to come to a new team, like pick up basketball, hey, we'll take him, and everything's good. We'll beat the Bengals. We'll beat the Bills. We'll beat the Chiefs. All these teams, we'll beat the Baltimore Ravens if they have Lamar. We'll beat, the, we'll beat Herbert. All these teams that have been together, fighting together, Back, you know, knocking on the Super Bowl door in the AFC Championship, the Jets don't make the playoffs. This isn't some team that's knocking on the door. Like, we're just assuming because they have young talent that they're going to be in the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. It, it, I, I just am not a believer in it being that easy. I am a believer that he is all, he is good enough to get to the Super Bowl. And it's going to take... It's going to take an incredible coaching effort to get that thing to come together that quick. If you are dealing with, I mean, and we're not even talking about my, I didn't bring up Miami either. I mean, it's like what team in the AFC, I feel like we could, it's endless with the AFC. You can really make a case for 11, 12 teams. I mean, you can talk yourself into a lot of teams, a lot of quarterbacks. To me, this, this is organizational. Like the Jets are the Jets. The Packers are the Packers. And how this all played out is both franchises just to a T. I mean, the Jets have been desperate year in and year out under Woody Johnson. They have an owner who is sick and tired of being second fiddle to the New York Giants, who's taken big swings at quarterback back to Favre, who it's now gone through failures at the top of the draft and Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson. He wanted Aaron Rodgers so incredibly bad. And so that's Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, who knows what they really want in their honest moments, but they have to basically fall in line with what the owner wants. And then you have the green Bay Packers who don't have an owner, right? So I thought Andrew Brandt made an excellent point this morning when he said, you know, there were times when the lack of an owner it would kind of it could it could be frustrating if you're an executive for the Packers. But this was the perfect time to not have an owner who's going to freak out and do something rash uh, and get antsy and panic. 
January to February to March to April. You know, Brian Gudikins is calm, steady hand. And we'll get into Gudikins kind of, you know, as I, as I wrote this morning, being he's the captain, right? He's the captain now. There's, there's no doubt about it. But for him to be so calm and really play his leverage beautifully is why Green Bay got this haul. Because it, it would have been so easy for him just to say, all right, I'm getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. He went on McAfee. He's spreading, in my opinion, a ton of inaccurate depictions of the relationship with the Packers and how this deteriorated. We got to get rid of him. We got to get Jordan Love you know, locked in as the starter and get behind him ASAP. And if, if they thought that way early in the offseason, who knows what the trade hall would have been. But he almost used Rodgers' narcissism and vanity against him. Like Aaron couldn't help himself on McAfee. And, you know, he talked about being 90% retired into the darkness, if we're going to believe that, whatever that means. He he took some subtle, some not so subtle jabs at the Packers. He sounded like somebody who's really struggling to come to terms with the end of his career and a team not wanting him any longer. Um, and that probably made the Jets a little uneasy. And I think it, it became... Green Bay all the leverage, right? That's been the debate that we've all been having. Who has the leverage here as this thing drags on? I think it's pretty clear that Brian Gutekinds and the Packers have the leverage because he could say, look, you're the Jets. You've got this desperate owner. You've got this desperate team. Aaron Rodgers is saying that he's going to go to you. He's He intends to play for you. He just told the half a million concurrent viewers that, uh, yeah, we're going with Jordan Love, but we're just going to sit here. You know, if because Aaron Rodgers isn't going to show up and be a backup. Right, his pride isn't going to handle that. So I thought that Gudikins handled it perfectly. It all started with Bob McGinn's report, obviously, February 17th, when he said they were done with Aaron Rodgers. They're moving forward with Jordan Love. That if Aaron Rodgers wanted the return, it'd have to be as a backup, and he's got to know this is Love's team. I, I think that from every week, every step of the way, Green Bay has handled this with class, conviction, and decisiveness, and it netted one hell of a haul. Obviously they should have done it in the last two off seasons to get their three, four first round picks, but Hey, you can't go into a time machine and rewrite history that they're making the, the best of the situation that they can right now. And <laughs> we're burying the lead here too, Jim. I mean, they're getting out of one of the worst contracts they've ever given out as an organization. Three years, 150 million to Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to pay that $59.1 million guaranteed this year now. The Jets are going to take that on in this trade. And that second that becomes a first, if he plays 65% of the snaps, there's not a condition on that if he retires. So if he retires after the season, the Jets are just shit out of luck. Green Bay's getting that pick. So, yeah, Brian Gudikins, bravo a million times over. I can picture for, for Brian Gudikins, he's – He's probably happy right now. Obviously, you're not happy when you've had that type of history with a player that, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough, you know, regardless of what people want to hear. There are relationships. There's so much put into it, regardless of how tight he and I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers and Gudikis, but in the end of the day, it's our job to find as GMs. It's your job to find franchise quarterbacks. You had one. It's hard to part ways with that. That's that's a that's a tough it's a tough sell, you know, it's a tough one. But you you had the confidence a couple of years ago to invest for this moment. You're ready for it, you're prepared for it, you've done it again. 
And that's what I, this is what I was going to lead to with Gudikis. Nothing matters from this point forward except for Jordan Love. It doesn't matter who they draft. It doesn't matter who. I don't care what happens. I, there's not one thing out of Green Bay that matters from this point forward except for the evaluation of Jordan Love at quarterback. I don't even care who's around him. I don't want to hear if, it, if it's not looking good around him, if it's not. I mean, we already know they have legit NFL caliber, I mean, championship caliber running backs. Um, but what else do they have around him right now? They have a young wide out. You know, they have some young, un, you know, there's a lot of question marks on that team. But regardless, all Jordan love. And that's where Gudikins, Mark Murphy, Matt LaFleur uh, w- w- would be right and I would be wrong, I guess, in that, okay, as, as, as hard as I was pushing for them to trade Rodgers back when he's holding the team hostage, no, two years ago, they it, it w- there would have been really rough growing pains with Jordan Love, I think. There, there still could be. There probably will be. But it would have been really hard to go to him after one year or two years um, as opposed to now, I think the reason that they are so dead set on on moving on, and they finally have moved on, we, we can talk in that in that tense now, is because of the jump that Love took year two to year three, and all of the work he did with his his coach Steve Calhoun out west, in communication with Matt Lafleur out east to OTAs as QB one because Rogers isn't there into training camp, he was lights out through stretches of training camp players were saying, and he gets a shot against Philly. It's night and day different from the Kansas city game the year prior. He's working with the number ones, the final two months of the season. Gudikins touched on that at his press conference a little bit. He, he just, he has to play in games. He has to play in these games because they've seen everything else. They, they waited until the point where he was absolutely ready for this. Now you take a hit on the trade return. You take a hit and, the court of public opinion and all the shrapnel you had to absorb from your quarterback who, right? Yahoo sports two years ago, Gudikins has to be fired for him to get back. He didn't really deny that. And you bend the knee, you bring in Randall Cobb, you get him the seat at the table, all the stuff we've been talking about, all the drama we've repeated a million times over. You put up with all that, but now you send that to New Jersey. (laughs) You're able to offload all of that, move forward with Jordan Love and I thought that his answer, Jim, to the question on risk was perfect. Brian Gudikins was asked, is this risky in melodramatic terms by someone in that press conference? And, I mean, as good as Aaron Rodgers is with his words, and he is, he's very good. Aaron Rodgers chooses his words carefully, whether it's about being immunized or I intend to play for the Jets. Gudikins is just as good with his words. Here's his quote when he was pressed a second time on the risk factor, quote, there's risk in the National Football League. We were eight and nine last year, so we're trying to get better. So I think that's important. That's what gets lost in this all. They were eight and nine. The quarterback was average. With the season on the line, he wasn't good against a division team, the Detroit Lions, at home. His last pass was a brutal intercept. This isn't Brett Favre having an MVP worthy season in 2007. This is Aaron Rodgers looking old and disinterested and apathetic and not really caring that much. Calling out teammates on McAfee, you know, turning the corner with the receivers late in the year when it's too little, too late. Um, 
I think the risk is convincing yourself that all of a sudden he's going to go into a cave in Oregon and acquiesce to the team dynamic. That's the risk. You just think he's going to change at this point? <laughs> you just think all of a sudden he's going to, you know, yeah, he'll say the right things, but his, or, or his actions speak louder than his words. Is he really going to wrap those young receivers, you know, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, 22, 23 years old. All right, guys, let's let's build this offense together. We're in this together. Oh, we got to run to win. Let's run. We got to play a different kind of football. Um, you know, maybe I should be there for OTAs. Maybe I should work out with the team in the offseason. No, he's not changing. That's the risk. The risk is then cutting those fat checks every week for $60 million through this all. The risk is trashing Jordan Love, throwing that aside, because that's what you're doing, you know, if you're going to take this through another year. In fact, Jordan Love, he would have asked for a trade. I'm convinced. If they would have if they would have rolled out rolled Aaron Rodgers out there again, Love is Love's going to want to start somewhere. So that's the risk, not – Oh, is this, is it hard to move on? No, this is the easiest football decision you can make as a general manager. But you were in front offices, not me. Easy. A little easy. strong on easy, but it's not yeah. nearly as difficult as everybody thinks. I agree. As far as it was, we've talked about the the time. It, it's enough. Like it's just enough. The the time. It's this team, Green Bay. If they were, if that roster, if that Green Bay roster was in the AFC right now, we wouldn't even be talking about. Like they're not even on the radar with that with that roster. In my like, when you look at what they're putting out on offense, you know, compare, you know, and I guess what I'm saying is, Aaron Rodgers. This is what we talked about: the ultimate nothing to lose right now. You're going to the Jets with nothing to lose. Honestly, what what does Aaron Rodgers have to lose? Nothing. He's going out there and just you're taking a team that was not in the playoffs. They have no expect now they have expectations because you're there. But anything you do, if you get the Jets into the playoffs and actually make a run, it's going to go. You're going to your name, your legacy just went up, and that is according to what we talked about. It's this move only makes him look good. I don't think this move can make him look bad. I don't. I don't think he can really look much worse anymore. Like as far as, you know, I don't, he hit to me, he wore out his welcome in Green Bay. It went all the way to the, the crazy off season ending, you know, like it, it, it just wasn't, it just didn't end. Well, things don't end well or they wouldn't end. But point being, if he has a bad year with the Jets and retires, okay. Bad year to year or bad ending. Collect, collect your 60 million and call it a hall of fame career. What's he care? Right. So Nothing to, nothing to lose, no pressure. Go fire it around with some young guys, have some talent in the loaded conference, see what happens. I, I'm i not a believer in the Jets can do it, but they do have a good we, – we do know they have a good team. We do know they have good players on defense. They've been banged up on offense, get some guys back. Um, so whatever. that we'll, we'll talk about the Jets later. But I still think this whole thing – I'm with you. Back to that Jordan Love stuff. And they have to be patient with Jordan Love. This is the next thing that Green Bay is going to have to do because all eyes are going to be on that first game of the season. How does he play? I wouldn't even worry about it like that. I think I'm taking – if I'm Green Bay, I'm not even really worried about anything until about week eight with Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the season, give the guy half a season to start in the NFL. Be, be a little bit fair 
to, you know, don't, don't, you don't want it just those rush because it's going to be a bumpy road. We all know how it is. I don't care who it is at quarterback, not even Jordan Love. It can be Trevor Lawrence, you know, the most supposedly ready quarterback coming out. It was a bumpy road for him for years. Not, not to even get into the Urban Meyer stuff, but just in general, it's just hard to. So they have to have patience with Jordan Love, which isn't easy. The pressure to win is always there. It can go the other way. You And the other thing about the eight games, if he comes out on fire, you, you got to keep that calm too. Like you don't want that to get crazy too. So it's a lot. It's just going to be a long process, evaluation process at the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But they're in it. They're finally in it. They're ready for it. They've done it before, you know, with Favre. Here we go. I, I agree with you though. I like what you said about how two teams doing things so differently. Green Bay was prepared for this moment. They maxed out, in their opinion, the value on Aaron Rodgers with the guy that they think can take their fran- to keep their franchise relevant, Jordan Love, and they're the Jets. Swinging and missing on a franchise quarterback two years ago, hit the panic button, double down, all in. Have you looked at your conference? Keep saying that. As a, as a as somebody who has been on the road scouting alongside Joe Douglas, the Jets general manager, yeah. Brian Gutekunst, the Packers general manager. Yes. Here's Jim Monas, you know, former Southeast scout with the Saints, director of personnel with the Bills. You you know these people who have devoted their lives to this profession. You know, back they're they're spending literally more than half of the year in Marriott's on the road, right? So you, you devote your life to this opportunity to be a general manager. And th- this just fascinates me because, you know, we talked about it with Joe Shane a little bit and how, you know, that restraint that he showed after all that sacrifice, all those hours, all those missed birthday parties and youth football games for his kids, like for this moment to find his quarterback and his restraint to see Daniel Jones through for a year, find a resolution, you know, keep a good thing going, Brian Dayball. I just, I, I credit him so much. And then here's two other guys who kind of live the same lifestyle for the same opportunity. And Joe Douglas has drafted so well. He's done everything right around the quarterback, yet can't nail it. And now you wonder, okay, whose call really is this? What, what does Joe Douglas, so what would you do if you were Joe Douglas at the start of this offseason. So, you know, the Darnold and Zach Wilson picks were disastrous. Adam Gaze higher eight. I mean, I mean, you go, through, go through all of it, but you're the GM. You've drafted really well. You need to do something at quarterback. And you're Joe Douglas, Jim Onis. What would you have done this offseason? Would you, would you have, and say you have the freedom, right? We don't know what the relationship's like with ownership. Say you've got the autonomy to do whatever you want to do at quarterback and you're the New York Jets, and you have a really good roster, a lot of really good – I mean, Quinnen Williams, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. There's a lot of pieces to work with here. Sauce Gardner, for the love. What are you doing at quarterback? So at what point – the first? I like that question for Joe Douglas, uh, especially. I think that is true. What, what was the plan? What was the plan? Because this was the easy plan, right, from the own this, – this, to me, screams coming from the top. Because going back to what you were talking about with Joe Douglas and Brian Gutekus, 
one thing I know about both of them, they're pure football. Like, it's funny to me now I think we're all in our, you know, mid forties, you know, Joe and Brian, all of us that started out young now that where they're at and they're in the business. Now they're kind of the old school football guys. Like they're not, they're, they're all about the tape. They're all about football, building it the right way. GM, you know, they, they do what they don't, I don't see that. This doesn't seem like Joe Douglas to me, like the all in approach. I, I, their approach was Zach Wilson. So you get a chance. Back to your point. What was the plan? If they, if they have established the plan should not have been to give up on Zach Wilson, to be perfectly honest with you, the plan needed to be, how are we building him? How are we getting him better? Who's coaching him? Are we happy with the offense? Like to me, if you saw signs of him last year showing anything that was good, why are you not building on that? Why are you not all invested in him? Unless there's something we don't know that they just feel like he isn't going to do it. He's not going to get it. You can't give up on a guy that, I mean, he has had, we're not, I mean, we do know he has ability. The other part has been hard staying on the field, any type of consistency, any type of ability to play fast and make reads and look like he is an NFL starter. He doesn't look like it. He looks far away. So I guess what I'm saying is if they established during the season, Zach Wilson is not going to be our quarterback moving forward. We got to get a plan together. Obviously, Aaron's the easy part. That's everybody would want him. What do you do if you can't get Aaron Rodgers? I think you go back to Zach Wilson. <laughs> I think Lamar Jackson should have been at the forefront of mine. Well, that's for a whole other in the offseason. That's for a whole other, right. That's for a whole yeah, other. Yeah, I thing. mean, I, I get. Yeah, if you're it's hard to just disagree in. with your Zach Wilson take because it's a young quarterback, a second overall pick. You saw something in him to warrant that pick over Justin Fields and Trey Lance and Mac Jones. I mean, you saw something. So what? I mean, you better you know get all of the maximize that potential as much as you possibly can. Squeeze that orange till till there's nothing left because of the investment that it took. But they might have already done that in two years. He looked That's what I'm atrocious. saying. I wonder. I agree. Like, behind closed doors, if they all established this, it's just not going to – he's not going to get it. Like, he's too far – it's too far away. They may have established that. But definitely would have maxed him out. But here's what's – It just doesn't wild seem like he's had – as hard as we are on him – not hard, but – because we're fair. But to be critical on Zach Wilson is fair – but to say he's had an easy go of it from start to now, like it always goes back to his rookie year when the offensive coordinator passed away um, before, you know what I'm saying? A guy that he was getting True. to know, building a relationship. So it started out tough. Then he's, you know, we know the division he's in, but you know, it's, it's happened. I mean, this division is, you know, it, it picked up. And he, he wasn't keeping up with the Miamis and the Buffaloes. You know, the Patriots with, with Mac Jones even were having a little bit of, did they have their guy too? Was Mac Jones better than Zach Wilson type thing? I mean, where, where the Jets screwed up originally was not having a veteran to start the season when Zach Wilson was a rookie. I mean, they handed him the job day one of OTAs from what I remember. I mean, there, there was no competition. I mean, they, they didn't even... 
have a charade. A charade. Like, it was just nothing. You're the guy. Go. I can go either way on that. I mean, if they were that convicted and, hey, I mean, they established that before they take him. Like, the plan is, let's – right. he's drafted and he's in. All right, we're not we're not BSing with this. So, I don't know. I, I always respect guys that have conviction. They made the pick. They made the investment. Let's get them on the field. You know, I, I it's tempt. You know, why not? It's the only way. To, and and now here 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 you are. It's scary. And now you go all in. And because of, in the best case scenario for the Jets, Aaron Rodgers plays two got three seasons and that's a lot of money. I mean, look at his contract. He's going to cost as much as any quarterback in the NFL. So if that's your best case scenario with an Aaron Rodgers, if back to the question, okay, what, what should Joe, Joe Douglas, Woody Johnson, Robert Sala have done day one of this offseason? If you don't believe in Zach Wilson, go all in on Lamar Jackson with that defense, with that young talent, you know, you're financially, they were, I believe, you know, I'm no cap guru, but I, I believe that they were in a position to absorb a, a, a Lamar Jackson-sized contract yeah, and give away the draft capital that yeah. they need to. Do anything in your power to acquire him, to pay for him, because you've got all these good players on rookie deals still. I think you can even pay Quinn and Williams. I don't know. It, that That seems to be... A, an out uh, a decision that leads to a Super Bowl, a better chance at a Super Bowl than what they have now, in my opinion. Um, given where Lamar Jackson is in his career, given the headaches he causes for defenses in that division with Josh Allen, Tua Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, Bill Belichick. I mean, Lamar is a variable that scares teams a hell of a lot more than a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. And you have, you, you have to make that decision early, right? Pre-Hackett hire. Because once you hired Hackett, you're telegraphing to everybody what the plan is. You're, you're trying to put in an offense for Aaron for an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's not a Lamar Jackson offense. I get it. You, you, you do need the infrastructure for Lamar Jackson. Uh, that's what I would say. But that, that would have been the wise step one decision for the Jets. Okay, I can't argue that. And, and to your point, they would have need to have made that decision on Lamar pretty quick in the process to structure it. Do we have the right OC, offensive line, running backs to run the off? It, it can get that can get pretty tricky if you're trying to cater to Lamar. Um, I don't think and Lamar. It, it might sound like revisionist history, but not, not really. I mean, the wheels were falling off. What like late November, early December for the Jets? Like no, they, they, you, you could tell they were giving up on Zach Wilson in the middle of the season. So you, you plan for this. You that's plan, what I'm saying. Plan for this exactly. way ahead of time. Yep. As long as you, as, as long as you take the steps to do it right. And, and Hey, we can, this is, we can make this move. Yeah. Because look that to bring it back to the whole point of this episode, that's what green Bay did. I mean, it's pretty clear without saying it, like they were planning for this probably right out of that Philadelphia game. And I get it. They were mathematically alive for the playoffs. So Rogers started, but, but love is working with the starters and they were kind of inching their way toward an organizational decision to move forward with Jordan love. 
right? I, I have a hard time seeing Aaron Rodgers getting out of that darkness retreat, sitting down with the GM, who, by the way, he hasn't spoken a word with all offseason. All the communication has been through the agent after they gave Rodgers a seat at the table as that, you know, assistant to the regional manager, whatever you want to title him. <laughs> Couldn't talk to the GM. Go on Aubrey Marcus and Pat McAfee, all this. Uh, but I have a really hard – and I have a hard time seeing them having that conversation, saying, all right, you're the guy. If you do this, 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 and this, Aaron Rodgers sign off. No, like they – I think Brian Hudikins knew where this was going. That's why Bob had the report that he had, that they're moving forward with Jordan Love. They believe in him. They're not giving up on him. They know that he'd probably ask out if they did go to Aaron Rodgers, and that it was a plan from GM to head coach to president Mark Murphy to turn the page. And, hey, people can crush me for it if they want. I think that this is the better quarterback for 2023 and beyond for Green Bay. 15 years younger, going to run the offense, has a chance to develop the receivers, grow with the receivers. Uh, the, the risk is throwing that all away for you, one more run. Your statement, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. You're you're basically saying you feel like love can get the pro- – it's time to start the journey with love to see his talent really. You you feel like when it when it gets to the point – like you feel like love's talent is going to take Green Bay back, right back to relevant. You know, they're not going to skip a beat is what you're saying. Um, That's not, maybe not right away. Maybe not right away. Maybe. I mean, I love Brian Gutekind's – kind of shooting down the rebuilding question. I mean, his own starting left tackle that he paid, David Bakhtiari, is going on busting with the boys and they're basically the saying the team's going to stink if Jordan Love is the quarterback. And oh, good on Gutekinds to, to swat that away. Like, no, this, he's built a damn good roster. He's drafted well. They've got veterans on defense. defense is look, good. the defense underachieved last year. But That's they looked better than last month. That's a big question. But I think that you've got one of, if not the best, one-two punch at running back. You've got a solid offensive line. Watson looked like a star for stretches toward the end of last season. Dobbs had this great rapport with Love in training camp. That 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 means something. You're going to get a starting receiver or a starting tight end at 13th overall. Um, there's still some veterans out there. You can you can fill out a respectable offense. I, I mean, that was another panic point, you know, in the press conference, like. Oh, you know, what's the talent level around love? Are you setting them up for failure? No, this is a good team. It's fine. I mean, Rodgers wasn't good last year. He he was an MVP of the two years prior. He he wasn't seeing the field. He was missing open receivers. You're talking about a team that has, like you said, an offensive line and established running backs that they can you can cater to that to help a quarterback. You know, you that that right there, that for they don't have to like go out and get running backs, and we got to develop a running scheme for you know to take some pressure off Jordan Love. No, they they know the offense, they know how this team has a chance to, and once again, they're in the NFC. Also, you know, when he when Kudikins was asked about these young receivers and what Watson's twenty three, Dobbs twenty three, Smore Torre, you know, he's right now he's their third or fourth receiver, seventh round pick. He's twenty five all in their second season. But, and he said, look, there's always going to be challenges with every team, every season, but then also 
perfect with his words again, quote, maybe letting those guys play a little bit more in their second year. Maybe that's a good thing. To me, this could be reading into it a little too much. They signed Randall Cobb as the slot guy because Aaron wanted him. They kept Mercedes Lewis around because Aaron wanted him. Uh, you know, you, you don't have the dead weight pulling back your offense a little bit in ways that it did before. I mean, these and these receivers to, to, to play, to learn on the fly, to run the offense. One receiver told me, boy, it's a lot easier having a conversation with Jordan than Aaron. He's not, he wasn't an anti-Aaron guy at all. He was like, Aaron Rodgers is amazing. He's special. The things he sees at the line of scrimmage, that's why he's an MVP. But we but we can't get on that level. We we haven't been out there. <laughs> you know, he, he audibles to plays that he last ran with, you know, a Jordy Nelson, a, a Cobb, back when they were getting their high school diplomas, right? Like, you can't, you just can't have that. You can't run that type of offense with 22-year-olds. So, yeah, Goody gets his right. Maybe it is best for them to be out there and play with Jordan Love and get those reps. And, oh, by the way, they've been doing it out in California. Like, they've been getting that work in this offseason. So, I don't think you're going to see the brutal month of passing offense that in 2023 that you saw in September in 2022. Like, I think that they'll have a plan. They'll have plays that work. I'm not declaring the, the Packers Super Bowl contenders, but – I mean, like you just said, NFC versus AFC. What other quarterbacks are like tremendously better than Jordan Love right now in the NFC? And I know I love Love more than most, but I don't. I don't see a ton. No, no. It's it's the, the NFC is. I don't want to be. Let's let's not get too. It's still tough, but it's just not as established. That's the only word I can think of when you look at those top like. When we say Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC, yeah, he made it to the Super Bowl. But I mean, let's—he's still growing as a quarterback. I mean, right. you know, and that's that's the top right now. So yeah, Stafford's coming off the injury, blah blah blah. Um, same no, draft I, as Love, remember? Same exact draft, taken well after Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts. Amazing, good call. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be entertaining. I cannot so that's wait what I'm talking to see Rodgers in that New York media market, right? The the incubation of Northeast Wisconsin is no longer. And that's not a shot. There's a lot of really, like I've always said, there's a lot of really good people who cover the team, but it's different in New York. Shit, like I wrote, there, there, there could be people at a press conference to just ask, Aaron, you know, Deshaun Kaiser said on a podcast that, that you don't believe. 9-11 happened if you're a denier. Any thoughts on that? I mean, a question like that could just get asked that would never get asked in Green Bay. Does it, I'm just does saying, like, he's going to do I think he's going to get annoyed. If, if, know, if, if the losing on top of that, if he's on the back of the tabloids, he might play into it as the heel. He might use it, right? He, he could play I up that role. I see this as a very Aaron Rodgers going there. Very, I'm going to give it my best. I can't see him getting annoyed with the press. Like, I just feel like he's, he's ready to just give it his all and see what happens. He he's going to give it his all. Lose. Nothing to lose. 
But he's going to give it his all, Jim. He always does. Does he? I believe in Aaron Rodgers. I just don't under, I don't have an explanation for why he can't get it done in the playoffs. I don't understand it. I'm over. I got to give you I'm credit for all for all my poking and prodding. You have been consistent. I mean, you you believed in him, and you, you you've been an all in on the all in approach. Well, in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping him. Yes, yes. I would have kept him as long as they did too. I would have tried. I would have kept trying. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tired of talking about this all. Hey, it, it's done. <laughs> Because we don't need the beauty to talk of it all the season. Yeah, uh, when it comes to Green Bay, anyways, the beauty of it all is you know there's other players and topics and angles to now yeah. dig into, which I cannot wait. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a good it team. They got their backbone back. I think Gudikins, somebody you know well from your scouting days. Um, it's a great day for him. It's a hard day. I, I can't imagine how difficult it is to pull off this trade that's going to define you and move and hand the ball to a draft pick that will define you and Jordan Love. Um, as Ron Wolf said, it takes a lot of guts to do it. But as Ron Wolf also said in so many words, like there's there's accountability. Like it all comes down to wins and losses. And they didn't they didn't win as many games with Aaron Rodgers as they should have last year in an all-in year. So there's ramifications. And now we're seeing it. It's official. Jim. Well, I don't want to cut you off. Is there any uh, any Last final words? Say, give I you give, the floor. No, if you think about Green Bay giving up Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, last couple of years, it's, that's what you call moving on. But it's not it's not a um, like an empty and out like a they don't have to throw away the year. Like most teams, when the run comes to an end the franchise quarterback, the franchise receiver, and things go. Usually it's like, okay, we need to rebuild. Green Bay is ready for this. The receiver was in, is ready. You know, the guys they see ability in that they've been Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt looked like foundational pieces last season. So. Despite the sideline antics of the former. I, I just, like I, I'm, a lot. You know, I can see where Gudikis, there is planning involved. Like this is not Green Bay's in no panic. They they were prepared for this situation. Just like the Jets were totally prepared for Zach Wilson falling off the face of the earth and scrambling for Aaron Rodgers. Things never got better for Zach. That whole deal with his mom. (sighs) Damn shame. Yeah. Hope somebody follows up on that. Although his mom approved of the trade, I believe, on Instagram. New York Post had that story. New York Post has had some wild stories already on like the trade went down and it was like stories on this relationship, stories on that relationship posts that, that you frankly didn't really see on a regular basis in Wisconsin. I'm just saying, no, that's maybe, right, maybe Rogers doesn't give a shit. Maybe he just, you know what, whatever. I'll go on McAfee. I'll do my thing, but it's, he's going to get asked things that maybe he hasn't been asked before. Hard. He's going to see things as he hasn't seen before. Yeah. And he sees everything. He reads everything. It matters a great deal to him what people think and say about Fair. him. So if you win, you're the king of New York, right? Maybe that's the case too. All right, Jim, time to get back to the sick family. I hope you're 
doing well over there. And also, you know, it's Tuesdays we're doing this. So Wednesday is still on. Wednesday, 6 o'clock, Fatty Beer Company, Draft Extravaganza. Um, we can't wait. So hopefully you all can make it. First beer on Jim. You know what? Maybe the second beer on me. I got I got a chip in here too, Jim, huh? No. You I didn't bet on Florida Atlantic, though. I bet on the Grizzlies. That's not really working out for me. <laughs> the NBA. Mm-mm-mm. Thanks so much, everyone.